Hello, you're listening to the Consequential Podcast. With me today, just Roger Hart. Say hello. Hi. Where are we, Roger? We're in Leeds. Why are we in Leeds, Roger? Um, we've, we've come north of the wall. We're in Leeds for Thought Bubble. <laughs> yes, yes, we are indeed in Leeds for Thought Bubble. Um, which is pretty exciting, isn't it? You look happy. It's kind of cool. I, I think I'm a little bit manic. I didn't really sleep very well. No. Well, who does? It's far north. It's cold. There are wolves. Oh, so many wolves. Timber wolves. Just, just wolves. Yes. So, unfortunately, Lucy couldn't be here, so it's just us blathering for a short amount of time before we either watch Doctor Who or pass out. Or go to a party. Or go to a party. Who knows? The Thought Bubble party's normally pretty good. Yeah, it was good last year. Um, Kieran Gillen did a, a DJ pretty set. good DJ set. Yeah. They get all of the musical comics nerds. Yeah. They do DJ sets. I imagine McKelvey will be doing something similar. Standing next to him and nodding, I guess. Oh, God, is McKelvey Bears? Yeah, basically, in in this situation. Except Sean Ryder did not repeatedly call to have Bears killed. (laughs) There was, yeah, there was a lot of hounding of McKelvey today. Yeah, yeah, I think he's, um... The impression I get is that he is the, uh... The butt of the jokes at Marvel. They seem to... They seem to want to murder him. He's he's some kind of snappily dressed whipping boy. Yeah. You thought he was snappily dressed, did you? I did. I was it was just... a bog standard Uniqlo shirt, young man. Really? Yes. He he wore it well. So for anyone who doesn't know, Thought Bubble is a uh, big two day comics festival in Leeds. Well, actually, it's a week, but there's a two day con at the end. Um, lots and lots and lots of vendors and. Independent selling uh, selling from tables across three massive exhibition halls, and a fair number of talks and events and things going on around the Royal Armouries and Leeds and around the city itself. Yeah. It seems to be pretty expanded this year, actually. Yeah. Last year there was one very very large dealers room, um, a few talk and event venues, and then one smaller dealers room. And this year they've found a lot more dedicated space for panels, although it's a little bit shit. Um, and, um, yeah, I think they've very hastily uh, fitted out some of the areas, so it's good to have more space. And it's the the space that they've got is is definitely better than the smaller rooms they had last year. Well, the year, cool thing is they're using um, empty retail units that they've hastily built seating in, and it's really super neat that they're doing that. But it's not the most comfortable. But you know, fair enough. But they've also converted some of this space into extra dealer space. So there was um, a large area where a bunch of people were doing sort of. I want to say live artwork, but did you spot the guys painting big canvases and what yeah. have you behind the various dealer tables? And yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just massively expanded. There are so many people. It's pretty cool as well. It's got a decent atmosphere. Um, fair few children. It's not. I wouldn't call it child friendly, but it's definitely welcoming. People say fuck a lot. Yeah, yeah. They do say they do say fuck a lot. Lots of cosplay. Yeah, lots of cosplay. Quite a broad range of people, um, and. Yeah, really good atmosphere. Lots of lots of Lokis. It's it seems to be it's all Loki. Yeah, that's that's big in cosplay at the moment. All Loki, all the time. Yes, yeah, the uh, the Gillanettes were definitely out in force as Loki. Yeah, I'm Uh, not sure I've seen a single male Loki. Nope, can't think of one. Nope. But so we've been to a fair few talks today and seen quite a lot of interesting people. So there's the annual What's Good talk mm. every year where just five or six people in the industry talk about the best things they've read. So, that, I mean, that tends to be led by one of the guys from Gosh, and I'm 
the same this year as last year, gently impressed that it's not just a massive hurrah for Gosh, and obviously it's good for them regardless, but um, they do a pretty good job of actually curating the discussion rather than sort of uh, selling themselves. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've... Last year I took furious notes in that because I was quite behind on even quite a lot of the mainstream stuff and ended up reading and buying quite a bit. This year, slightly fewer. Um, yeah, I don't think there was quite as much stuff. There was, there was sort of a... Um, Perfect Storm last year of a whole bunch of new series starting. Hmm. So things like Hawkeye and Saga and a lot of the big new series yes. that a lot of people are buying all kicked I think off. Journey into Mystery had just finished, yeah. so people were a bit buzzy off, off yeah. the top of that. Young Avengers had, had it had been announced but not started. Yeah, and then there were things like there were a lot of big reprints as well, things hmm. like Hugo Tate um, oh, yes. and uh, stuff like the some big uh, European reprints like um, Corto Maltese and things like that were all coming out so there was a huge amount to talk about last year and perhaps it doesn't feel like this year has been quite as big for comics but there's still been tons mm. of stuff and so there's a bit, a bit of, to talk about bit of love for manga this year that we didn't get last year on the best thing I've read I think that's basically because of who was on the panel yeah. and in this case it was Emma Rios and uh, Becky Cloonan both of mm. who but are but the oh gosh the guy whose name I can't remember who was sat near the end Alice Scott? Uh, no, no, the one, one next to him. David Hine. Was talking about manga as well. Yeah. Um, so he recommended, oh, was it Bakuman, Bakunan, something like that? Yeah. Which is a, um, he, that was one of his picks, the best thing he'd read this year, and it sounds brilliant. The latest in a 20-volume series of fairly serious manga about young manga artists. That was one of the things I noted down as probably worth a look. I don't know how much patience I've got for a sturdy 20-volume manga series, but... I'm probably going to get the first one and give it a go. You should um, look at uh, Drops of God at the same time, which is which a manga is. about wine. Oh. And has uh, boosted sales of wine 30% in Japan, apparently. You'll, you'll note that there is no podcast wine this evening. No, that's because we've been lazy. Yeah. But the hotel um, has been massively capitalising on the Beaujolais Nouveau, so, uh, so last night's podcast wine was a standard birth Beaujolais Nouveau, and it was smashing. It wasn't really a podcast wine last night. It was just the wine that we drank. I don't think that's the same thing. All right. So the other other big thing we saw today was the Marvel panel, Mm. which was... um, I was kind of worried um, because we went to the Image panel last year and it was uh, a little bit self-congratulatory. There was a sturdy back note of, Aren't DC terribly evil? Yeah, so there was a. Um, uh, it was it was uh, being hosted by Eric Stevenson, who's the publisher at Image. So I enjoyed it. And you didn't, but I, I i i thought it was I thought it was overshadowed by the uh, sort of constant cheerleading. Whereas this year was it was a lot more measured. Um, well, the Marvel one was basically a Q and A, which people ask whatever they yeah. want. So there was I no know, particular so, agenda. I'm always so worried about that. Um, well, the questions were not particularly great, but the creators were very very funny. Yeah, and they also um, also the questions weren't staggeringly inane, so no, that makes a nice change. Um, but who was on the panel? It was uh, oh, that was um, oh god, it was Gillen Aha, um, ah, the guy who arrived late, whose name I can't remember. Um, Ramon Perez. Ramon Perez, thank you. Um, Fraction and um, Kelly Sudeconic, and who else? Uh, Cy Sperrier. Cy Sperrier. Who 
rides X-Men Legacy and oh. Six-Gun Gorilla. And looks unnervingly like the guy from another podcast we used to do. That was that was disconcerting. Oh, and Paul, Paul Connell was there. Yes. Being lovely. Yes. Um, all of those guys were really smart and funny, and I think that was probably the best panel I've seen at any yeah, con. Yeah, the ambient fluency was pretty fucking high. Yeah. Those are some smart kids. Mm. Um, some smart kids that repeatedly called for the murder of Jamie McKelvey. I would, if I yeah. were young Mr. McKelvey, I would be unnerved. Well, Kelly Sue did offer to take him into protective custody. But that could mean anything. Yeah, it honestly could. I mean, she could just be offering to set up the kill room at that point. Yeah. They, they put a lot of sheeting down. They wanted to murder him. Yes. I think it, it was favorite, mostly Kieran Gillen. My favourite. Yeah. It wasn't just Kieran Gillen though, because there was the moment where someone did the "So what do I do to break into comics?" question, and the immediate response from Cyberia was "Kill Jamie McKelvey," <laughs> which was just—it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment, not for Jamie McKelvey. No, obviously. and then as the audience were, were piling out, one of Marvel's senior editors just yelled, "Bring me the head of Jamie McKelvey." So that was nice. What have you picked up? Who have you spoken to? Oh, um, not much. So I just did a quick sort of a quick loop around the traders' room today. Um, I'm going to do most of the shopping tomorrow. I picked up um, Porcelain, which is a graphic novel. It's a sort of slightly modern, kooky, not exactly steampunk, but that sort of notes. It's of that an aesthetic. alternative Victorian yeah. era. But it, it's more magic than steampunk, but it's that kind of. It's, it's got a little bit of that vibe. It's um, sort of artistically quite crisp. It's not nothing out of the ordinary, but it's just a very rich, standard style. Um, visually reminds me of some odds and ends of Sandman, but then again, everything reminds someone of some bit of Sandman. Um, but I picked up the uh, free previews last year and completely forgot about it, despite very much enjoying it. Um, came back, so I thought, you know what, actually I'll have that. Had a bit of a chat with the guys. And their new freebie this year, which I've not had a chance to look at, was Briar, which is a bit more of a classic fantasy. This seems to be what they do, though. they improper books, right? Yes, small, books. small press. Um, they, they give out yeah. copies one year in advance, and then it gets published yeah, three, like six months later. So you get a full-size single, effectively, as a preview issue. And um, I flipped through Briar. I didn't actually read it, but it looks like far more of a standard swords and sorcery type thing. There's dudes in chainmail yelling at each other. But eh, again, the art's good. It, I, the preview for Porcelain was good, so I'm looking forward to reading that. I had a quick chat with um, Howard Hardman, um, who wrote of the, the lengths, yes, which I normally just refer to as the whore dogs. Um, because you're a bad man. Yes, you're a bad man. And you should feel bad. I, I do. I do. He wasn't wearing a lovely jumper this time, but he was a lovely man. Okay. Well, um, let it slide, Howard, but seriously, work on your knitwear. <laughs> uh, no, I'd quite, we, we, should, we should be nice. I'd quite like to get him onto the podcast. Um, he had interesting things to say. So I wasn't he, genuinely threatening him about jumpers. I don't give a shit about jumpers. Well, no, I, I know. You're, okay. not, you're not a man that really... I'm not a jumper sort of a guy. Not really. Captain Knitwear. No. Captain Knitwear would not be an effectual superhero. There was that thing on The Onion... Are you thinking of Crochet Man? Yes. Oh God, Crochet Man! <laughs> I'll put a link to it, but you shouldn't you shouldn't <laughs> click on it if you are in any way offended by <laughs> anything at all. I mean, if you if you have the capacity for offence, don't click on it at all. Disregard Crochet Man. It did not happen. Um, no. So um, Howard Hardman wrote the length, the um, which is sort of a book about dog-headed whores. 
and um, he's recently had that collected into a reasonably handsome hardback volume. I bought them last year as singles. They're black and white in quite a decomposed um, style. And he's mostly selling um, single piece artwork at the moment. That's what he's largely working on. He's got an artist residency somewhere on the Isle of Wight. I think he might live there, I can't remember. But he's exploring a lot of... We had a brief chat about kind of early modernist degenerate art. Um, the kind of... Are you familiar with the... Uh, clarify. Sorry. Um, so I think the term might come from there was a show of so-called degenerate art in Berlin in 1940, 1939, but the um, early Nazi regime rejected modernism very, very strongly as being decadent and corrupt um, and degenerate, um, wrote it off as being somehow culturally inappropriate, largely by homosexuals and Jews and what have you, and ran this kind of actually quite charming, accidentally quite charmingly avant-garde exhibition of things like um, Picasso or, um, oh god, class, is it Beckman? Um, who are the, the big German modernists? Um, you would know better than I. My mind has gone blank, but anyway, lots of heavy-hitting modernists. You find, you'll find a lot of them in the um, uh, Pinakothek in, in Munich these days. They're kind of skew-whiff hangings on walls with weird, sarcastic gallery um, curation. Um, if it wasn't an artifact of Nazi... Pro if you put that exhibition on today as a tongue-in-cheek joke about people not understanding art, it would be fantastic. You kind of can't smile about it because it was a piece of really unpleasant Nazi propaganda. It is very uh, hard to separate out yeah, Nazism you, you, from the, the presentation yeah, of the artwork. But if that hadn't happened as a piece of early Nazism and you did that as a joke today in Shoreditch, it would get rave reviews. Um, it would probably have got rave reviews in Shoreditch regardless. Well, yes. Sorry, Shoreditch. I'm not. Um, but yes, so he's got very interested in kind of decomposed geometric forms and sort of slightly Paul Klee style stuff, so he's working on, on a lot of more conventional artwork at the moment. But yeah, um, the length seems to be doing well. Um, I'd like to get him to come on to podcast and chat about some other stuff. Excellent. Well, I, uh, I've been touring, I think, a little bit more than you. Um, I picked up some stuff from Isabel Greenberg who wrote the Encyclopedia of Early Earth, which I was raving about the other day, um, and just picked up a few more of her um, sort of little... Uh, basically, she does fable fables-type storybooks. That's with a lowercase f. They're not yeah. related to fables, the comic series. Um, and they're just really charming. She's just got a tone that's her own and nails it consistently. They're really not overly cutesy but they are just clever and funny but still feel like spoken word tales which is really very well very well done um picked up stuff from john allison everyone knows john allison because bad machinery is great um, he's got um oh what's the thing that was so something of his was mentioned in the best thing i've read uh it's it's a short horror comic he wrote called that, that. yes yes it's actually called that we're not just going oh that it's 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 called that um so picked up giant days three which has just come out and that's his some of his bad machine characters at university um and then uh mark ellaby's got a new chloe noonan mm -hmm. book out and the chloe noonan monster hunter books are very very funny so picked up the most recent one of that but yeah as you say there was quite a lot quite a lot on today i keep getting chloe and becky well, one is a short ginger-haired woman with glasses 
shit. Um, one of them's a comic book artist, and one of them is fictional. Yeah, I know, but I'm bad with names, and humans all look the same to me. Okay. Well, just think about it like this. Chloe is comics. That doesn't work either. No, it really... No, just I try and just try and figure. Just have a little sit down. Have a have a snooze. You're obviously tired. Um, so I got those. Talked to Gareth Brooks, who wrote the the Dark Project, which I really liked. The 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 Black Project. Is this the Sorry. thing that's like tattooed onto the side of a live pig? And yes, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's embroidery and lino cut, and it's Sorry. about a child uh, exploring his adolescent sexual awakening by making various. Girlfriends out of craft materials. Oh, you've talked about that before. I have talked about that. Profoundly disturbing. It is very disturbing, Mm. but it's also kind of a reasonable look at someone who basically doesn't have the information required to to sort of navigate adolescence and doesn't have any help, and so does something which is quite disturbing, but is kind of his way of trying to process. Yeah a lot of stuff that he doesn't understand and can't get information on. Sort of like an infinitely more charming version of the Wasp Factory. Possibly, yes. It's not that charming. Don't don't go nuts. It's, it's... Believe me, more charming than the Wasp Factory is a low, low bar. Um, but hoping to pick up uh, a fair bit more tomorrow. There's a bunch of people that I couldn't even get to because the main mm-hmm. hall was packed. Round. So I'd like to pick up um, Armour, the um, Frederick Peters thing, um, I'd be curious if anyone's flogging it to pick up the end of the fucking world, which everyone was raving about on the um, best thing I've read campaign. Yeah, now. it's one of those. I don't think I'm going to like it, but I think I'm going to find it interesting. It's one of those things that I've sort of picked up and put down about a dozen times now, and I think that's sent me over the edge. Everyone was raving about about that book, mm-hmm. so I think that'll be enough to get me to get me to buy it. And not just because the cute kid was raving about it. I'm not. I'm, I'm nearly that shallow, but Alice Cott. Yeah. If on the if anyone who knows Alice Cott hears this, just tell him to run. <laughs> tell him, tell him to run. He's not safe. He's not safe here. <laughs> I I'm not going to touch him. I'm I'm no, that's fine. He, he's adorable. I might ruffle his hair. Right. So it's a good thing you're not going to a building he's in now that serves alcohol. Nothing could go wrong. What could possibly go wrong? Please, you threatened to ride Matt for action. No, I threatened to sit on his lap. There's a big difference. And come on, after that panel, you want to as well. A little bit. He was awesome. He was kicking ass back there. I'm not going to touch him, though, because, like, Kelly Sipitonic is kind of scary. Kelly scary, yeah. She could kill us all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we should uh, go off to... Have a little party now. I think we should. I think that would be be nice. During the last time when we drank all that bourbon and it went a bit wrong. Yes. Good night. <laughs>